Let's get started. Bottom of the Smash Mountain Podcast, Season 1, Episode 10, MMOM Forever and Pizza. Let's get to the podcast! For the faithful listeners of Bottom of the Smash Mountain, it's been a little while, but I'm back, and I have some stuff cooking. For example, I'm supposed to get internet sometime at my apartment this week, so I can actually start my Smash journey for real by getting on to Slippy. All right, let's go. But today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Patty of Alston Melee. So... Most of you would probably know who that is, but for those of you who do not, Alston Melee is a great YouTube channel, makes great content, including top 10 videos and also some podcast videos. And of course, their Alston Melee podcast can be found on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so on. I mean, those are the big headers. I assume that most people don't use those other weird ones I've never heard of, but Let's just go ahead and get to the interview. I think I'll talk a little bit afterwards, but let's just get this going. I know some of you may be new, so you're probably just excited for the interview itself. Hope you enjoy. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and I have a very special guest with me here today. You would know him from the Alston Melee YouTube channel. Please go there, subscribe right now like the videos, comment on the videos, get that algorithm going. Patty is the voice of Alston Melee, and I'm so happy to have Patty with us. Welcome we to the show. did it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the idea of Alston Melee uh, doing good and supporting the people who, you know, might have been s slightly inspired by us um, is rad. And the fact that, you know, you have, you've talked about being... Uh, using Austin Melee as an inspiration. And, you know, I figured it's it's my due duty to come here and support you the same way you've done for us. So thank you so much for making content. Yes, and I, I give credit to you. I give credit to the Wannabes podcast as well. Shout out to the Wannabes. And shout out. Watching your top 10 videos, I, I say your, it's it's a team. It's Ryan, Ted, and Mike. Am I getting the names correct? Oh, you got all the names correct. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, well, I'm also listening to the podcast that y'all do on usually Wednesday nights on twitch.tv slash Alston Melee. Is that the name? Yep. Yep. Nailing all of them so far. I haven't even had to plug anything. <laughs> You've got all of them. Well, we're here to make you sound good. And yeah, if we can make you look good, we would do that too. But it is a podcast. But yes, it's a team. And I really like that aspect of it. I know that there have been a lot of collaborations more recently. Five Days of Melee comes to mind. But with with most of the YouTube channels regarding Smash, it's usually uh, the player or the content creator, and then maybe there's an editor involved behind the scenes, maybe some ghostwriters, but the way that you all are up front with, it's a team effort. And I know that you're the voice that we hear when we get to count down these lovely top tens, but I, I really enjoy listening to the podcast as well, where we get to hear everybody else from the Austin Melee crew. Yeah, I, I very much appreciate it. The way I'd put it is like uh, the top tens are my baby, and uh, I think more and more the uh, the podcast has become Ryan's baby. Um, for instance, like you know, I've kind of I've led the charge 
uh, a lot at the beginning. For instance, like the first five top tens were pretty much just me. Uh, and then, then, then we kind of realized, cause honestly they were, they were way more just for me practicing, uh, Adobe Premiere <laughs> and getting good with, with the things that comes as like speaking on a mic and all that, all that other stuff. Um, so like the first five were really just like me testing something and, and, you know, melee is an easy thing to talk about for me. So, uh, so that just wasn't the thing that it came out to be. Um, but yeah, at, there was a point where we kind of realized that, uh, that this could be something more if we start to all put our brains together. And, um, you know, we started to realize that a lot more recently in terms of like how to use everybody's skills in the best way. Um, but yeah, I'd say like me and Ryan have, have really uh, brought the, the, the essence of the top tens. And I have to, I have to give a big shout out to, to Shuppies, uh, Sean McGrath, who, who has worked with me a bunch on the countless endeavors throughout Melee I've done, such as my mom and whatever. Uh, but yeah, Sean has helped a lot with the, the writing of the scripts for the top tens. Um, but yeah, the podcast has been definitely uh, headed by Ryan in recent times, and uh, it's cool that Austin Melee has has become such a team effort because <laughs> initially it was just like us throwing rocks to the wall and and barely caring, and it's definitely come a lot a lot from that point. Yeah, and you know, similarly, uh, the the things that you're saying about the origin stories of Austin Melee and the top tens, like I'm not going to be too keen on doing videos in the near future but like me doing this it's the same thing and i heard not all those exact words in some of your more recent top tens about just just get started just just make yeah. content and so those in particular were inspiring to me and i appreciate it so i was going to ask about the origin story of melee or sorry Austin melee but i think we got that fig part figured out and so now i want to I think I want to, if you don't mind, I want to talk about this Twitter handle of yours because I'm mm. I'm actually not sure what the inspiration for your particular Twitter Twitter handle is. It's at R I P underscore M M O N, and I was just curious if you don't mind what the story behind that is. That that uh, that's so cool. Um, I have to say that it's it's I I know it's it's that it's that you just you just don't know it, but my mom is but to me that is that is so amazing um that that we have come this far so uh a little bit of an origin story for me um i started getting into the community by hosting a tournament in amesbury massachusetts called mmom um <clears throat> and that tournament definitely uh definitely blew up from what it was uh it's titled for make money off melee <laughs> that title is uh <laughs> we never really went by that after like the first one it's just been my mom since then um, but yeah, I ran a tournament series for like, I don't know, I'd say like three or four years. And then that was my, my real start into the community. Um, from there, I got a job at Smash GG. Uh, the tournament series kind of dropped off after that point, And then it was eventually uh, ended. And now it was just kind of, it's been on like a, a revival uh, sort of series since then. Um, but yeah, my mom was a, uh, a tournament series that was near and dear to me in a past life. Uh, that no longer really exists in the in the form that it once was. So that that is the that is my that was my intro to melee. Uh, like I literally just went to a tournament. Was like I'm just gonna host a tournament now, and that was my mom. And yeah, it was it was a great thing, and it was a great part of my life. That's so cool. Like I I think I had gotten the impression on one of the top ten countdowns that especially after seeing Samox's documentary the smash brothers that that was uh at least one part of the inspiration for you to get more into smash more into the scene and about 
like getting on Smashboards and being like, hey, what's going on in Massachusetts Melee? Like, how can we hop in? How can I hop in? But that, that was your primary entry role. You were like, I want to run a tournament. I just want to go straight to there. Yeah, it was, uh, I really saw, I went to my first tournament and, and the whole, the whole like documentary thing is a little messed up for me in terms of like, um, like the order. Um, for whatever reason, I saw, I can't really remember if it was seeing Apex 2015 live or like, like a week after, but I remember something around the blow up of, of Apex and this crazy tournament happened. And, uh, I'd always been a fan of Melee casually for a very long time. Uh, even at the point was like telling my friends who liked ultimate like no 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 melee's better because I can do this wave dash thing and that was like literally all I could do. Um but yeah I, I went to basically uh <clears throat> before I went to my first tournament I was like I wonder if there's like like more content on like melee stuff and then I found the dock and then I like dove deep into that and I was like oh my god tomorrow's gonna be the best day of my life. Uh <laughs> so it was a really cool moment like finding the dock uh in anticipation to go to a tournament. Um but yeah uh I went to my first tournament and I saw G Town Tom and Matt Dodd Zeb hosting an event, and I was like, "Wow, those guys are really cool." <laughs> and turns out uh, they aren't really cool. I mean, G Town's G Town's really cool. Matt's not cool at all. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> oh I, I thought the tos I thought the tos were really cool, and I thought the idea of like uh, I don't want to call it a click, but just like the feeling of like everyone knows each other, and like this is something deeper than we're just playing a video game. Like all these people know each other. There is clearly a community here. Um, it really inspired me to want to to host my own and to really build my own community of friends. Is was the, was what the real goal was. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I learned that all those people uh, who were a part of the community then were really cool, and they also went to my tournament. Uh, <laughs> later down the line, that's really cool because you get to uh, go to see some really cool like hype things and but but the, but what you connected to almost a little bit more through melee was the community and all the friends that you were making to get you to say i want to start hosting these of my own and then the people that you met there are coming to your events now that's really cool and then would you say that like the smash gg job was sort of a growing up adulting moment or was it just kind of a, was it more of a natural step forward for you? I don't know if that yeah. sounds like, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely a growing up moment um, for sure. Uh, yeah, so I got, I got the job at Smash EG. Um, it lasted a while, it lasted like uh, eight months or something. And then, and then a, a big Smash EG layoff happened. When um, it was dark times for Smash EG for a while, but then recently uh, they just got bought by Microsoft and that is awesome. Um, congrats, but, congrats. But yeah, no, Smash EG was a, a uh, yeah, straight up definitely one of the, the best things that's happened in my life. Um, like I built a career off of video games from there. Uh, I credit everything to my mom because that is like, you know, where I put my blood, sweat and tears and how, how I met people and how I made the connections. But, but yeah, really getting a job at Smash EG was like, oh, uh, you could do this you know, as a, as a profession at some point. Um, and, and I honestly have uh, strayed a little bit away from that path to be completely real with making the content. Um, but I think it all attributes to the same goal. Like I initially just started making uh, the top 10 videos because I wanted to add another thing to my resume uh, for when <laughs> COVID ends. Uh, that, is, that is honestly the, the, the entirety of, of why I started making top 10s, uh, just to like, you know, be able to put Adobe Premiere experience uh, on the resume and it's clearly become a, a much bigger 
thing than that. Um, something that I'm trying to potentially push full time, um, or at least definitely in the times of uh, uncertainty and and non esports events happening. But um, but yeah, so Smash G was great. Uh, after leaving Smash G, uh, stuff started to to really pop off. I I worked a uh, a DreamHack Anaheim, um, which was really cool. Made a couple good connections from there. Um, <clears throat> I ran the uh, the Halo Championship Series as a part of a part of that. To that, um, and uh, previously had connections through Microsoft uh, because of Smash GG and kind of built up those connections. And uh, yeah, uh, was just popping off with event work, and then uh, <laughs> and then this disastrous event pandemic happened. Um, so that kind of put a, a hard stop to all of that. Uh, and I realized that, like, you know, running the online events wasn't necessarily the way that I wanted to uh, <clears throat> spend my time and add to the resume. So I started making top tens, and uh, it's came a long way from there. Was the first one 10 things we wished Melee commentators would stop doing? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, so I haven't gotten a chance to watch that particular one yet, but can I take a stab at, I don't know, I don't want to put you on the spot. You don't have to necessarily recall it perfectly. But is one of the commentator things that we wish they would stop doing have to do with how we talk about Peach and analyze Peach while she's on the screen? Okay, all right. <laughs> there's a part. <laughs> okay, there's a part in the video that got really misconstrued. And the reason why I did why it got misconstrued is because I, I definitely used the, the wrong editing thing. And that was just like me being lazy. Um but there's a part where like, or <clears throat> like so, I, I basically say uh, overanalyzing, and it was like one of the ones where I felt like weak on. But the whole idea was like, uh, okay, so so <clears throat> real quick, what we've learned from this video, top ten things commentators should stop doing, is the main thing is uh, making videos uh, that are negative about the community is just not good. Like, <laughs> there is no goal to that video. Like, I, the idea was maybe for me to like highlight melee commentators in this like cynical joking way and it just like never came across like that and i was was never trying to like shoot a dig at anyone um but yeah people pe people definitely you know watched that video and were like who the hell are these guys uh and that's totally fair but um <clears throat> there was a point where i was like i was like okay i want to find like a melee commentator just like saying a bunch of bullshit about like you know something that mango's doing and then <clears throat> and then like show mango being like oh, i don't just usa usa or something <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh i showed armada talking about it instead because there was this, like very funny clip of armada going fully in depth and uh and then people kind of blew me up for that one and that was definitely the first time i ever got blown up in the comments and i learned a lot i learned way more from making one bad video than i made than i did from learning making two like like five really good videos so yeah let's not let's not get it twisted okay one of the more recent 10 okay how to join the ssbm community 10 tips for beginners okay all positivity all about building up a more welcoming safe community those are all really cool things so let's let's not misconstrue you or <laughs> the awesome melee crew positivity is the main thing there not no i'm to... totally down we want to do this thing <laughs> i'll leak it here we want to do this thing called hate month <laughs> where we oh, just no. <laughs> where we just make like three different videos about like things we hate and like be really mean for one month like probably on like an april fools type month uh, <laughs> that is a concept that we've had for a long time and is every time we're like okay gotta push it back can't do hate month now <laughs> not a hate month well, February is the shortest month of the year. You could say, hey, that's mm -hmm. an excuse. Although that is also, that's also coming up very quickly. I'm sure you 
are a very, very high-end content creator. You have all of your videos kind of laid out, you know, probably months in advance. Yeah. Not at all. Really me. Not at all. Like literally, uh, we know what the next, I know what the next top 10 is. And I know what the video after that is. Um, from there, it's like, not at all. We have, we have a list of a bunch of stuff. And like, you know, if we had to throw a dart at the wall and pick one of them, we could. Um, but we, we, we sincerely try to make like the call on the spot. Uh, just to, like capitalize off of like what's relevant. Like, <clears throat> for instance, like something that just got brought up is doubles. Doubles just got brought back. Um, that it that we can play doubles again, and we're like, oh, we should make a doubles video. That's topical. Um, so yeah, we try to keep things very much on the nose. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody, you know, right now in 2021 is ready for a top 10. I don't know Apex 2015 moments. I mean, most people will be like, wait, what? And then there probably be a lot of discourse not just about the video itself but also the event itself and everything else and just being all like confusing and such so yeah keeping things a little bit more relevant definitely understand that and your your uh your thing about being like having ideas like just on a wall and being like this are these are things that we're interested in doing and we're not going to commit to but we're interested in doing it reminded me of the writer's room of the office i haven't heard every single behind the scenes thing but Basically, and I think this is common for a lot of writers' room. They just have walls and walls of ideas of this character does this, this arc happens, and whatever. And they just go look at the wall one day and be like, "Oh, you know what? Let's pick this idea and let's roll with it." Yeah, I'd say I'd say something that that we mention a lot is a uh, we always bring up this thing called the South Park point, in that we try to make every single one of the top tens have a South Park point, and that we're not really big fans of South Park. But uh, but like at the end of every single South Park episode, like one of the characters like wraps up everything that happened and tries to make like, you know, some like grand point about it. And sometimes they like play it up that like, you know, <laughs> not really a grand point to make. Um, but we definitely emulate that a lot. Where we're like, like every single one of these videos needs to, to lead to like some sort of point. Like there has to be something at the end of the video for for Patty to be able to wrap it up in, in a concise way in a way that, you know, really, really leaves this as impactful as it should be. Um, so yeah, that, that, that definitely brought up, uh, that's definitely like the closest thing that we bring up in terms of, uh, uh, writer's room type thing. Um, the, the, really the ideas are just like, <laughs> like we have a discord call, uh, probably like three times a week at this point <laughs> happens quite frequently. Um, but we'll just like bring up random stuff in there and then they'll, they'll frequently just get brought up. For instance, we've brought up <laughs> the short idea of Leffen doesn't need to sign your autograph. I brought that up like like nine times, and every time they've been like, "No, we're not making that video." <laughs> so yeah, they're they're more just like things that we constantly just like uh, constant cogs in the engine that we just bring up. So with the well, no, that's not going to be a good question. Let me let me think of another. Let me think of another thing to ask you. Um, <laughs> where do you love see... a bad question? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay, it's like a half on the spot, half bad question. That's just that feels like to me it's the worst combination. This is why, by the way, to anybody listening to this, you really should just write down a bunch of questions that you want to ask beforehand. I forgot to do that, so that's my bad. But we're having so, organic conversations up in this Discord call. That's true. That's true. By the way, shoutouts to Discord actually working and such. I'm not okay. Okay, not it's not a shade. Uh, I do like Discord. <laughs> I appreciate Discord. So, 
okay, this is something that I wanted to compliment you on. Uh, you know, again, trying to make the guests look super awesome, cool. The end of those videos where you wrap up with the grand sort of talking ideas at the end, you know what that makes me want to do? It makes me want to play Melee. It makes me want to like do something, get involved, make content, that sort of thing. And it's the same feeling that I have every time I watch the Smash Brothers documentary, which I watch that uh, quite frequently, if, I, if I'm being honest with you. But that, that's something that I think is really, really cool about the Austin Melee videos, the top tens in particular. Nothing wrong with the podcast videos. But I mean, just like your, your point about having a wrap-up, having a lesson of the day, or, or, or like a call to action even, because, hey... I also heard you saying that you would not mind at all doing this sort of thing full time. Your pinned tweet, Patreon to patreon.com slash Austin Melee. Help me do this shit full time. Like that's that's what you want to be doing. Am I correct in understanding? Absolutely. Yeah. I would love this to to pan out in the in that way. Gotta get you there. I also want to congratulate you on reaching five hundred followers on Twitter. Okay, so no, no. So I, don't, I don't want anyone to follow my Twitter. My Twitter, my Twitter is hellhole. I want, I want only garbage thoughts to go into that. Follow Austin Melee if you want to see anything productive. <laughs> I will continue to post, post the brain nerd meme. What do you think of the deep laughing bot? That's like one of my favorite Melee things on Twitter. I think I'm jaded, to be honest. I think it's good, but um, I think I've just like... I just hate <laughs> parodies. It's really all it is. And that's funny because like we're basically top tens videos are basically a parody of existing content. Um, but I, I think it's just because I've, I've seen it so many times in the in the in the melee uh, Twitter verse. And uh, and I do think that one is is one of the better ones. Um, but yeah, my 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 real favorite is uh, uh, uh what is it? Boston hugs. <laughs> Ryan Ryan runs I've Boston hugs. I've I've heard of the out of context hugs Twitter. There's a there's a Boston hugs. Boston Hugo, I think is what it is. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely the worst Twitter probably in, in all of Smash Twitter. But uh, shout out to my good friend Ryan who runs who runs that. I think I might have just <laughs> just doxed oh, no. Ryan. So no. <laughs> Well, okay, here's a good idea. This is the this is the Ryan who's running the podcast, the Ryan who's running the Mango Fan Tournament. Yeah, yeah, you did do that. Isn't that cute? Oh, I love it when Ryan does cool things. So cool. That's so cool. And yes, this helps me get into something that I did want to talk to you about, about 2021 Melee and sort of like what your vision of that is. I mean, I think that there's a lot of cool things that are happening. Like this weekend, the Valhalla online is happening, and that's part of the European yeah. same circuit, which is really, really cool. Yeah. But like having a circuit for Europe, that's really cool. The team, uh, and you guys really threw me off because I thought it was Acania, but you said team Acania and all kinds of other things that really, <laughs> in your latest, uh, in one of your latest podcast episodes. Uh, which I, I try to say every possible pronunciation of it because no one ha there's no video how are we supposed to know yeah and I can't like direct message anyone and I don't know who exactly is involved with it as of now but eventually I would love to have a you know a developer from that team come on to the podcast shout out but anyway Ham Yojo Ham Yojo is your person 
Okay, did you say Ham Jojo or Ham Yojo? I think it's Ham Yojo. They're they're a chic player, I think, from Canada. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they've been uh, one of the leading charge in that. I know that they basically uh, led the charge for uh, Diet Melee, and I know that they're a, a big contributor on the uh, Akenya, Akenia, Akanya, Akenya <laughs> build. Uh, but yes, about 2021 Melee. Where do you where do you see yourself like? getting excited to love those events possibly even more than like the summit tens and you know the 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 majors when when they hit right they hit great you know what i mean like like seeing even something as recent as like gallant melee and seeing like aklo super pop off in there um was like was like awesome but i have to say that that was a bit uh being able to see someone like him uh someone like them blowing up like there uh was because you know the we had what three of the top four not not entered in the tournament um but <clears throat> i really have appreciated these qualifier events and seeing players like like lsd and aklo just completely like own top players and have this ability to like be the focus of of the entire tournament because it's a qualifier event and even like even like uh like earlier like android zero getting third um yeah, that was definitely my favorite thing, and I really hope those events stay top of mind and we continue to have that type of uh, experience. I think something that will help it, and it's not, and I'm talking about region locked, it doesn't necessarily have the goal of limiting the top players that enter, but obviously if you cut that in half, sort of, like if it's East Coast, there's not going to be players like Mango entering, and then if you have West Coast, there's going to be players like Zane not entering. But do you think that if it's region locked, that sort of helps to introduce the idea of more of the, I don't want to say French top eight, I'm not trying to put anybody down, but just like those kind of players have a chance to go through the bracket and maybe pull some upsets? Yeah, region locking is, it's definitely a double-edged sword. Um, I definitely think I I support it like fully in the end. Um, I think that we should still have tournaments that don't, or at least that have like, like I think the I think what what Summit did with with the top of like Division One or Division Two uh, for SEO was great because it was it was less you know uh, West Coast to East Coast matches happening as possible, but it still it still happened just to just to give it the feel of everyone is here. Um, so I think I think it's like better. Um, for instance, if I was planning a a bigger tournament, I would I would probably limit it to to East Coast only. Um, to try and give it the feel of like an East Coast major, because um, I think that is that is really what they're trying to do. Is that that that's like this is the West Coast major. Even things like um, recently we saw uh, Super Smash Sundays or whatever uh, come back, and that was that was really cool because that was definitely uh, one of the first constant Twitch experiences I had. Um, checking those out like every every other Saturday or Sunday or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think I think the more that we push towards like. You know, these are the region. This is this is our region's uh, tournament instead of just like, oh, it's it's region locked. I don't know the way the way of like region locking because we're forced to it gives it such like a negative vibe. Uh, but like making it like this is the East Coast tournament gives it such a more positive feel in my opinion. And I think just like moving more towards like this is the East Coast major and this is the West Coast major um, would be rad. Yeah, and I think there's a. There's a certain point where, and you would know this because, again, 
2015 or so, that's when you first started to get really involved, you would say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So you know that there were times where even though Melee was was uh, a lot more established than it was maybe like in 2012 before Evo, before the documentary, that there would be periods of time where a weekend would come along and there might only be a few things happening and, and not a major and there'd be more time in between these events where you could potentially have a lot of the top players show up. But now, theoretically speaking, we can have that happen every weekend, every night. And so I, yeah. maybe there, uh, bet between the idea of not trying to overwhelm the players to perform like so often, and this is sort of the quote-unquote off-season of Melee anyway. I mean, that, that's what I've come to understand since I started to follow it more in the uh, end of 2018 or so. That, like, I like the balance of there being things to see every weekend because Melee does need that, needs constant content, and we're seeing more of that than ever, so that's really cool. But with with region locking, I like it. But what I really feel is missing in my own personal opinion as a spectator is stuff like the Octagon like mm -hmm. uh exhibition mm -hmm. matches you you bring up a really good point in that it's uh <clears throat> it's that like uh how do i word this like uh a part of melee is a little bit missing and uh and i think that's because the top players are fickle like <laughs> like anyone who's ever run any sort of uh like bigger tournament or just like try to get a couple of the top 100 to go it's the hardest thing ever like communicating and 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 making sure someone's like getting on the plane that you bought for them it's it's the worst and and i obviously you know that's not at all relevant anymore um but i think still just like like top players <laughs> won't enter the event unless you like handhold them bring them to the smash gg page fill out all the information for them and make it so you can all they have to do is press register and i think um and i think that is a bit of what's happening like uh like i think i think mango is only entering the tournament if he sees zane entered and i think zane's only entering the tournament if he sees mango entered and uh <laughs> i think that is becoming uh more relevant where they just it's on them at this point to like choose what tournament becomes the major and uh, I think it would be a better world if it was just like, yes, all all top 100 players go here, enter this event. You have to, or or like you're incentivized to in some in some grand way. And that is definitely what happened with SCL and Summit 10 is that they you know they made it so you could you could uh, compete at any point throughout this four week thing that led to something. Um, so yeah, I think I think just like. We gotta handhold these top players. <laughs> we gotta we gotta make sure that everyone's going to the ones that we want. Um, and at that point, we gotta we gotta space them out a little bit because yeah, we can't have you know five days of of top level melee with with the, with the same players at least. Um, and and the ones who do are are named Dawson and Ginger, and they're gonna do great at every single East Coast Friday that exists. I love watching Ginger though. I mean. Yeah, totally, totally. I don't mean that as a dig at all. I just mean that they're they're entering constantly, and they don't they don't seem affected by it. Yeah, and uh, like I respect like like I mean I try to find something about all the all the players to to be positive about, to enjoy, to watch, and to like you know feel like a good feeling on. Like, uh, I was a uh, how do I say this without trying to cause up too much of a ruckus? But like we're gonna talk about Hungrybox for a second because. 
He plays Jigglypuff, and Jigglypuff is uh, sort of the one of the more polarizing characters to watch. And I think it goes for actually a lot of the floaties. And I was listening to, I think it was your most recent podcast where you were talking about playing Samus. Is that is Samus your main? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Samus. yeah. And so you you would you would you might go on, and the person across sees that you're playing as Samus mm-hmm. on unranked, mm-hmm. and you're like, and sorry, and they quit out. They're just not even interested. And you're like, well, okay, well. I was only gonna. I was only gonna play a few games anyway. So that's your loss. But, um, yeah, I was so jaded that podcast. <laughs> I, that I came off of like, like just raging on netplay after getting quit out on, and then just walked walked into Higgins and was like ready to spit bars. Well, hey, it, that that I can't wait to get into uh, Slippy myself just to catch you up on on me personally. I've I have gone without internet at my own place. Uh, I'm married. I have. Two beautiful children, so I've prioritized that. But like, finally getting into the melee side of things, I'm finally getting internet. Finally have a laptop. So, Slippy for me is coming very soon. And even though it's a laptop, I'll probably just use Diet Melee and have the LAN connection. So before anybody gets upset about that. But anyway, I'm really excited to hop in. But I'm almost nervous at the same time because of the experience. I'm gonna be like having a very hard time L canceling at first and people will be like, yep, okay, let's quit out. But the good news is there are, you know, LA online discords and such, but all right, I keep getting off track. I want to talk about like the, like the, the top players and like the, the uh, basically make the point that I try to find like all things to enjoy about any top player and about, Hungrybox, I enjoy watching Hungrybox's Jigglypuff. I enjoy watching Hugs as Samus. I enjoy watching any of the Sheiks, you know, Spark or, oh boy, I keep thinking of Dewan, but it's Shroomed, you know, those those kind of players. Um, and when you when you watch the events that don't have, like, the player that you are most interested in, you know, like, a lot of people are big Mangos fans. Shout out to the Mango Nation. But, like, if Mango isn't there and you don't, really want to watch it and then it just sort of ramps down like the hype of the event and blah 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 that's where i come back to the exhibition matches because uh, i think that one one thing is that the top players that are less likely need a little bit more of that hand holding you were talking about it's only one set so if you kind of sell the hype of this is going to be like a saturday night who's ready to well I don't know if I can say ready to rumble without getting in trouble, but anyway, you have those kind of things. When the octagon happened, Toph and Scar are on the mic, and there's all these really cool matches, especially Mango Zane. That was so cool to watch. And then a week later, Slippy, or like it was like it felt like a week later, Slippy comes out and I'm like, we're gonna get octagons like every month. This is so cool. And then that just sort of didn't happen. But what do you think about like? Do you think that it's possible, like in your own head, of there being more of a exhibition style uh, events, or do you think that we should really be trying to focusing on the latter events, the, the weeklies, kind of pushing those to be something that, hey, we want the up and comers to enter, and we want to see players like LSC and Aklo on the up and up, players like JMook as well. Shout out to JMook. Yeah, it's uh, I I think, <clears throat> I think fight cards, as I as, as I've called them in the past, are are great. Uh. Like salty sweets, um, I think I think there's different <clears throat> there's different goals you can have with with a fight card. For instance, you can make it like a a salty sweet, and you can make it all about beef 
and uh, or you can make it more about. Uh, I think I think uh, Golden Guardians made it more about just like who's better. And it's like less of a beef. It's just like oh, who's better, Zayn or Mango in this first of seven? Who's better, uh, Espat or Pupu in this first of seven? Uh, it was like less about definitely less beef. They had a couple of them, if I remember. Um, like IBDW West balls that were definitely more, you know, uh, toxic toned. Um, but, but for the most part, it was more just like, yeah, we're just going to have some great melee. And I think that's cool. And I think at the time, I definitely, that was my main complaint is that it wasn't, you know, beefed. And, and on retrospect, I think it's fine. Um, cause it's just like those, those players are great. And seeing that match happen, uh, like you said, some, seeing something like that happen monthly, uh, would be awesome. But, um, <clears throat> I think it's like it's hard like i i think those type of events are way more relevant in a world of majors like i think having a a fight card or a salty suite at a major is literally one of the coolest things any major could have like just having something happen where it's where it's like not it's not all about the tournament it's just like this player versus this player you choose one I am the crowd. I am the audience, like screaming for whatever player that I chose want to win. Um, <clears throat> it's like way more. It's way more of an experience, and I have to say that it's like, I, I think it should be happening. Um, just just so it's like kind of like online tournaments. Uh, I'd love to have online tournaments still be a thing, like in a in a safe world. Um, but I definitely think it's like, it's like ah, oh, we're, we're doing it now. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. I'm, I'm down. I'm still down for it. Uh, I'd like it to be like tied to an event. Because I think, I think that just promotes the event and uh, and makes the experience better. But like you know, if it's something like the Octagon, where where a fight card or or whatever happens every once a month or every couple months, that's awesome too. And it's just like a standalone thing. Um, <clears throat> I just I just very much think that uh, the more you tie it to a tournament, the better it is. And uh, and I think it's way cooler in a real world. To be completely honest, I think I think it's literally one of the coolest things a major could possibly do. And it, it sucks that it like never happens. And one of my one of my own biggest re regrets is not not having gone to like any tournament yet before the pandemic started. I was like getting warmed up to the idea, and then and then it all happened. So once once the world is a little bit safer and we can all start to try to do those sort of things, not in the near future. It's probably a little far away for all being realistic, but probably you know, two more years. <laughs> right, right. So uh, by then, hopefully, maybe I'll even be able to like not go own two because I think that's going to be my journey for a while. But like, anyway, you have like the salty sweets that we all remember from Apex 2015, I think it was with Chillin versus Leffen. And I actually, like, in my own opinion, really enjoyed the PC Chris versus Ken because I would just keep watching the documentary and then I would have to watch the salty sweet between them like right yeah. afterward after their episode something that you yeah. just brought up that i think is totally relevant is uh it, it's super cool that you haven't gone to a major yet and that you want to have that experience you know that that in in this time you've you've you know made made you've wanted that experience tenfold um but like like you just said you're like well i want to go to a tournament and not uh, not go o2 that's you know totally reasonable um but i i i 100 think that uh that like the reason why Apex was so successful and and why why Salty Sweets are great is because I think that it makes it less about how I'm gonna do in tournament and makes it more about like oh I'm going for this like obviously you can go because you you think Mango's gonna do well 
but if you know like Chillin and Leffen are going to be having this crazy thing and it, you know obviously in retrospect you knew you know how big it is uh, then but uh, even leading up to it, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be crazy. I think, I think things like that are, are amazing for that because it allows people who just want to go for the spectator experience to, to feel as involved as everyone else. And that's super cool. Yeah, and I want there to be like a certain aspect of me like sharing that journey and being like, hey guys, I went 0-2, but I had a blast. You know, like, yeah. and I, I want to feel that way. Uh, I don't think I'm so competitive that I'd be totally crushed. It's just, uh, I I think it's more of me just being a little bit more introverted, a little bit more of like just focusing on other things in my life. But with mm-hmm. Melee, it just, this is the thing. It's just kept sticking with me. Like, I, I think that there was a certain point in time, like five or so years ago, where I, I just kept hearing about Melee because I would be watching, you know, YouTube videos about it and such. And I wouldn't really play much and I haven't played much, but it's just, it. I get more and more excited about it as time goes on somehow that like, that's, that's part of my journey. Just being like, totally. I thought that maybe perhaps I would start to get into other things, like be a quote unquote adult and stuff, but this can be something that can be part of my life, like a healthy, you know, yeah. it's not, not overwhelming and all encompassing uh, because I love my family as well and such, but absolutely. Uh, I'm so excited about like, the future of like when when that eventually happens when it happens being patient about it and also staying safe because i think mm-hmm. you know that can't be said enough we all should be trying to do that yeah uh last point on this because uh I, I i really i i've wanted to do a video about about owen two and like the the kind of like i don't know there's a there's a bunch of ways i could approach it but just like the idea about owen two and uh like to the to that credit uh i definitely went owen two it probably my first four or five majors i'd say uh if i went to a new hampshire tournament right now if it existed i would go zero and two because there's there's literally eight people who play melee in new hampshire and they're all pr level players like uh i think i think there is a bit of a there's a bit of like discredit to to going zero and two but that's just because someone has to at the tournament and there are like nine billion obviously not that many people uh there there are nine million people who are who are phenomenal at melee and uh yeah i think i think the idea of owen 2 uh can plague people from from not experiencing the community uh at first and i think it did plague me from uh from a good like six months of a melee experience um so yeah I, i think just like someone has to go zero and two at the tournament, and uh, and it's probably <laughs> it's like not the best indicator of of skill because it's double elimination. Uh, so there's a bunch of different ways I could approach it, but yes, zero uh, and two is is a harmful mentality in my opinion, and I don't think it needs to be. It's it's a embrace it, embrace zero and zero and two. <laughs> yes, well, I, I I've started to really warm up to that because otherwise I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be doing this podcast thing is quite as hard because I I know that's yeah. what's coming up shortly. Once I get, once I get this internet rolling, I'm going to be excited to enter into something. I mean, uh, I'm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so there's a there there are a few like online local stuff that happen here. So shout out to Seven One Seven Melee, by the way. So and Fan Chris, that's like the. And Chris, I don't know if you know that player. He's a Falco player, but like that's the person to shoot for, I guess, the person to beat. But like, that's awesome. Yeah, Fan Chris is like a really good player. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we'll see i don't know but like i'll i'll uh i'll give it i'll give it a give it a shot well keep me updated i want want to know your melee journey yes well see that's that's what that's part of what the podcast is about but uh, i do don't want to take up too much more of your time and want to maybe uh talk about maybe like yeah one one other like small thing something a little bit more fun not super concentrated on melee i had this idea today because i was really enjoying some leftover domino's pizza and i thought to myself i can enjoy pizza just about any way except for like DiGiorno frozen pizza but like mm-hmm. i'll eat domino's or another chain you know fresh out of the box when it's hot lukewarm same, same. When it's two hours old and and refrigerated when it's cold like i'll do it all around but then i thought i could ask you what are your thoughts on pizza? Just talk to me about pizza. Is it a big part of your life? It is a small so, part of your life? Okay. All right. Wow. I, I have a full answer for you. Okay. So <clears throat> if you asked me this question a year ago, I would have given you such a different answer. And, and that's because a year ago, I, I was vegan still. Um, <clears throat> I went vegan for three years, four years. I don't know. It was a long time. But uh, Previous to going vegan, I weighed uh, like 130 pounds more. <laughs> so definitely, definitely chopped off the, the needed parts. Uh, but <clears throat> recently, I'd probably say in the last like six months, I've, uh, I've stopped being vegan, uh, mostly because uh, I, I have lost a bunch of weight and uh, less to focus on continuing to lose weight in this weird time. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't really care what I look like. It's more just about like the me thing. Like, uh, like to me, it was just like, whenever I get focused on whatever thing I want to do, I just do it tenfold. <laughs> and for whatever reason, losing weight was a thing that I was like, yep, need to do this, need to prove to myself and everything that I can be vegan for three and a half years. Uh, so that was the thing. I, I did that and I lost a bunch of weight. But I say all that because pizza was literally the one thing that was like driving me insane. Like meat, meat for a while is just like, yeah, I'd love a burger, but it's like, I, I could I could live without a burger for a while. Like, I have this fake meat or whatever. But pizza, there's, like, fake pizza just doesn't at all hit the same note as what pizza did. Uh, so the past, like, six months, I have eaten an unhealthy amount of pizza, probably. Like, it's definitely one of the one of the things uh, that has uh, been the... <clears throat> like, if I'm at a 7-Eleven, I've, I've gotten the, the horrible, like, <laughs> the disgusting cardboard pizza and been just like, oh, yes. This is what I've wanted. <laughs> so yes, I've I've had I've had an experience with pizza the past six months. So like, what would you say is your go-to pizza right now, and what toppings are you putting on that thing? Okay, so so this is another thing. Um, beach pizza is amazing, and it's and it's and it's a crime that that most of this world will never experience beach pizza and especially extra cheese beach pizza. Cause there's also souls that have gone to Hampton, New Hampshire and gotten a beach pizza and then didn't put the provolone cheese on it. And you're just ruining your life. And I know you might think provolone cheese on pizza. That sounds disgusting. I swear to God, beach pizza is like by far my favorite pizza. You don't, you don't put anything on it except extra cheese. I love me a loaded pizza. I love me some like weird toppings. Um, but beach pizza, it is sweet. The sauce is like, oh, God, my mouth is watering. Uh, yeah, I, and, and there, I totally understand like the hearing the concept and being like, that sounds gross. Uh, but it's a whole different world when that stuff touches your tongue. 
we're not here to judge. And if I ever get the opportunity, I'm going to have a provolone cheese, extra cheese pizza. Uh, where'd you say? Hampton something? Yeah, Hampton, New Hampshire or Salisbury Beach, Massachusetts is uh, is the two places for beach pizza. I think it, you can get it a lot more uh, across Massachusetts. Um, oh, I can't think of the one. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> beach pizza. Beach pizza. Okay, let's go ahead and roll out the red carpet. Uh, I'm, I may or may not be stealing that concept from a bunch of other interview people. Shout outs to Sean Evans of Hot Ones. But please tell the people where they can find you and promote yourself, please. Um, okay, I'm literally not going to promote myself. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to let you know that right now. I'm going to promote other people uh, because I've been promoted enough and, and I've you know, had the pleasure to, to build a platform to where it is. Um, follow, let's see if I can remember them all off top. Let's go. Follow at Reach Online. That's R E E C H O Online. You, you get it. Online. Uh, at Young Hakeem. That's uh, Y U N G uh, underscore H A W K I M. Uh, follow, uh, let's see. Come on. Follow Thunder Paste. Follow, uh, I'm not going to spell that one out because it's fine. Uh, who else am I forgetting? Follow Heart Eyed and follow uh, follow Zenovu. Those are all the producers. Did I forget anyone? Oh, follow Snow Wiener, Snow Wiener, Snow Wiener, Snow Wiener, Snow Wiener, Snow Wiener. Uh, <laughs> those are all the producers who have made the top 10 videos 10 times better. Uh, if you could, that, that's the only thing I would ask for you to, for you to put in any sort of description. Um, those people have, have really truly made this 10 times more impactful. And, uh, and any chance I get, I will always shout them out because uh, they've seriously helped. Also, uh, at Shuppies, um, Sean doesn't all, at all get the credit that he deserves for the top tens. Uh, uh, it's two S's at the end. Yeah, those are the people who are, who are very crucial to this Austin Melee journey who, uh, who should get more of the love from the platform that I have. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for doing something that just warms my heart so much and refusing to talk about yourself. I love that. Thank you for coming on Bottom of the Smash Mountain podcast. And I I think what I'm taking away from this, other than getting some new great follows, is I should try to see if I can have some of these people on. So again, Patty, thank you so much for joining me today. Last bit, thank you. Uh, I sincerely applaud anyone who takes the time to make Melee content, and specifically people who, who take the time to showcase this community in a in a beautiful and heartwarming way and uh that is definitely the the main reason why i wanted to come on because uh yeah just listening to a couple of your episodes i'm like oh my god this is great uh i i really appreciate what you do and uh yeah hell yeah to making melee a safe scene absolutely that oh my gosh like i i don't want to like like take a a whole soapbox moment right this second or anything but i i can't stress enough like I think about it from my perspective. I think about it from my son and my daughter's perspective. Like that to be welcoming, to be safe community. Like I, I'm just so excited to see like melee and like fighting game community, gaming community as a whole. Like to to be to emphasize that more. I'll just put it that way, and I'll just leave it at that. You gave me literal chills. <laughs> I appreciate it. Alrighty. Well, I'll figure out how to get this uh, to stop recording, but. Let's go ahead and say that it's going to stop recording now. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. Say it louder for the people in the back. 
thank you, Patty, for coming on to my podcast. Humble little operation here, but it's a journey and we are growing. I am very excited to continue on with this journey of mine and to share it with you. Looking forward to getting into more Melee stuff. And on the topic of more Melee stuff, I just wanted to highlight a few things that have happened this weekend, are happening this weekend. So I wanted to talk about, in particular, the Valhalla Online event that was the first online event that was part of the Europe same circuit. So let's just talk about top eight and go down from here. The winner of Valhalla Online, Pipsqueak. So congratulations to Pipsqueak beating TSM Leffen. Yeah, you heard me. That one. Leffen. I think I'm pretty sure that Leffen was actually using the Frame 1 box controller and not a GameCube controller. So I think that's part of the reason why Leffen did not win this event that Pipsqueak won. But let let there be no mistaking this. Pipsqueak is a great player. Great player. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the growth or or the continual journey of Pipsqueaks and seeing how many more events can be taken by the great Fox main, also a box player, if I'm not mistaken. And let's see who else was here in top eight. So it looks like Frenzy, RSN Frenzy, got third, and NGNS Kenzo got fourth. And then to wrap up the other four placings, there was Jaraiden, Bikenshi, Mint, and SSP Timmy. So congratulations to all those players for making top eight. And I'm excited to see more same circuit events moving forward in the future. And I think I'll wrap it up here because I can hear one of my children very upset right now. So I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. All of you individuals, excuse me. I hope that y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend and going into this week. And I will see you in the next episode of Bottom of Smash Mountain. What does the cow say? Moo. Moo. Good job. What does the kitty cat say? Ow. Good job. What does the doggy say? Woof woof. Good job. Can you say linguistic specialist? Okay. Good job. That was a good try. Can you say outside? Do you want to go outside? Okay. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.